It's time for Moment of Truth with David Moses. Element. Element. Element FM. Hey, welcome to Moment of Truth. I'm your host, David Moses. It is a pleasure to have you all with us today. If you're listening on Element FM in Toronto and or Ottawa, that's great. If you're listening on one of the other radio stations that now carry Moment of Truth, you're welcome to be here. We like having you. Also, if you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, we welcome you all. And we also are grateful to have guests returning to the show today that we had on. We were just talking about this prior to going to air. Uh, in the fall of 2019, when we could all get together in the same room, and they were in our studio in Toronto. And it's a, a pleasure to have them back with us here on the show. And we have uh, Jay Lee and uh, Hayden Wolf with us from Once a Tree. And we're talking to them today about... Well, a number of things. First of all is um, is Jaylee's new song that we're going to talk about, but also uh, the video that goes along with it. They've been very active with their musical careers since we last spoke, so it's great to have them back on to talk about Child of the Government uh, is Jaylee's debut single that she's put out. So it's a pleasure to have them both on the show. So Hayden and Jaylee, welcome. Hey, hey, thank you so much, yeah, David. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Yeah, we love talking to you. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's great talking really to you guys too. Because I remember, you know, and I'm sure you guys have have spoke in great depth, and it's on your website, around, also around your own history, your own personal histories, how you guys got together, and that amazing story that you uh, that you came out of to find your way into music and to find each other. All of those things that have have transpired for you, and now you're you're putting out this great music. Hayden, I want to talk with you with you about that to some degree because. You know, the, the production values that you bring to, uh, to the work that you guys do. Can you, can you tell me a little bit about that history for yourself, about falling into that production side of things? Yeah, I mean, we, when we both started making music, it was, we were definitely based in like folk mm. and just like guitar, piano, that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, but yeah, it wasn't until we came to Toronto and I ended up getting into the remix uh, project where I started really developing the production side mm. of, of the music and like electronic stuff. It was actually thanks to Gord Downey. Yeah, right? Gord Downey. <laughs> yeah. So crazy. I, I, we were on and off homeless when we first got to Toronto. Yep. And I had a camera and I was just working, um, taking photos for people. And I ended up getting a job um, doing behind the scenes for a short film. And I get to set and Gord Downey's the, the lead character. I'm just like, oh man, like this is my chance to share me and Jaylee's music with someone big in the industry. So I like, you know, I was trying to be respectful, but on lunch break, I went over and I was like, oh, Gord, can I show you some music, man? Like I'm such a big fan. And so we sat there and I showed him some stuff. And um, the writer of the short film named Gavin Shepard came up behind me and he said, hey man, I, I started this um, program called the Remix Project. You should check it out. Um, and I immediately went home. I was so excited. The, the, uh, programs that they offer there are mm. just so incredible for, um, youth that, you know, don't have the tools or the access, mm. um, to help grow their careers in the arts industry. Um, and they completely changed me and Jaylee's lives. Yeah. And that's when you really started producing. Mm -hmm. 
Wow, that's what a great story. I'm sitting here listening. I don't remember if we shared that last time you were on. Well, I don't the show. know. <laughs> yeah, probably not. We probably didn't talk about Gord. No, I don't think so. Nor uh, the the remix program and and how yeah. that uh, changed things for you. And certainly, you can really hear that as you you listen to the music that you guys have have put out. How are you enjoying that side of things? Oh yeah, like it's I I love like the evolving of the sound. Mm. I think coming back to you know, more raw and um, kind of moody tones. Mm. I always, I don't know. I always am a sucker for, for sad song. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's been, um, it's been really cool to get into producing this new project with Jay Lee mm. and, um, you know, talking about really more personal subjects. Mm. And um, yeah, it's been such a pleasure. And you, you love him. producing. Like I love anytime it, yeah. I say to him, like, what do you want to do? Like if he, if he has time, it's like his day off or whatever. He's like, I'm going to make music. Like it's what he <laughs> loves to do. And he, and it's like, you don't go to the guitar as much anymore. You go to your production. Like, yeah, go, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. See all these little things that are coming out. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's great. Now, listen, that leads me to another question. And that is sort of the writing side of this as, as a duo. How is that shared up? It's always different. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's, I'll have a vocal, I'll have a hook and I'll mm -hmm. have some lyrics mm -hmm. and then I will just start singing them and he'll come up with a beat mm -hmm. or I'll have it on the guitar already. And then we can just track that. And then we put it into his program and um, he just starts to like make a beat around that. Or sometimes he'll already have some sort of awesome track and then I just get to come in and write lyrics. And She's sing. crazy though. She, she literally on so many of the once a tree tracks, mm -hmm. like she'll just freestyle stuff. And well, I'm like, it's the only way I can write. Though. Yeah. I'm like, and I'm, I'm like, that turned out so well. Like we're actually going to use this like one take. Right. right. Yeah. I find it really hard to like sit down and think about, okay, what, what do I want to write a song about today? And then like sit down with a pen and pencil and I can't do it. I have to just like, let it come out. However it comes out. Riding the wave. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Well, thanks for sharing all that. Now, I have to ask you guys, you know, as I said, when you were back on the show in 2019, we certainly talked a lot about your personal history and about how you came out of the Jehovah Witness, uh, mm -hmm. you know, religion. Has any of that changed, just to catch up a little bit? Are you still excommunicated from the community, etc.? Has any of that changed at all? So actually, it's it's pretty much the same. But when COVID really started to hit, mm. I went back to British Columbia mm -hmm. and I started noticing that some of my family members started to talk to me. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't like a normal family mm. kind of conversation, like how you've been doing. It's more like, hey, it's the end of the world. Like this is happening mm. and we really love you and we don't want to lose you. And they started to talk to me and I was so grateful to have them in my life that I mm. didn't even mind that it was just all preaching to me. Mm. Um, since then, they have mostly stopped talking to me again, but it was a very interesting mm -hmm. thing with COVID that they, you know, they were being told that it was, it was the end. It was eminent. And like that they reached out to me. I know they love me. Mm -hmm. I know that their love isn't conditional. I just know that they can't have me in their lives because of, because of the brainwashing. And mm -hmm. so, it was interesting, but um, things are pretty much the same Pretty much yeah. in that regard. Mm. I mean, obviously, everyone's lives has just changed so drastically since mm -hmm. COVID has, sure. has really taken over. But um, yeah. 
Yeah, it's true. Our lives have definitely changed. Now, the other thing that comes to mind when you were saying that, and it, and, and it goes back to something that you guys shared about your story as well. Jaylee, you had said to Hayden at some point after you had left and you were uh, you were just talking one day and you, you said, do you miss being immortal? Yes. Yeah. Yes, because we really did believe that. That um, was hard. Yeah, that was <laughs> one of the hardest things. I think it's up there with losing my community and my friends and my family was mm. the deprogramming of that belief because I literally thought I was never going to die. I remember being a kid and having all of the elderly people being like, you are so like fortunate that you have, were born right now because Armageddon is coming mm. and you'll never have to grow old. And I would just get to live in paradise earth in my body, mm. um, you know, around 25. That's kind of basically how they're depicted in the photos mm. that we were shown. Mm. Um, and you get to just live forever in mm. this body. It was a lot more reckless back then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Right. But uh, I was invincible. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> it's so weird to think back to that time. Yeah, yeah. that was the most just crushing feeling coming, yeah. to, coming to terms and, with And that. everyone else is like, of course you die. Yeah, yeah you're going to die, obviously. <laughs> you're going to get old if like, you're lucky. This has yeah. never even crossed my mind my entire life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's that's really interesting, first of all. And, and secondly, I guess the idea that you are never going to die. It's a very, pardon the expression, very intoxicating idea, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's it's beautiful. It's a beautiful it's, hope. It's the carrot. Have. It's the carrot that they dangle. Right. It's definitely the hope. And also that anyone who passed away before Armageddon, before yeah. the Great Tribulation, yes. um, will get resurrected. And so you get to be with those people. Mm-hmm. All in, your loved ones. Yeah, with all of your loved ones in the physical. In perfection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... That was definitely hard. It was a hard pill to swallow when I realized that was all a lie. Um, but since then, obviously, I've created my own little paradise now. And, and, mm, and like so that. now when you guys look back on that, what, what do you see as sort of the gifts that you've been given from, from being freed from that? But what are the regrets as well? Ooh, okay. Well, I have a gift. Yeah. Um, I think one of the greatest gifts is coming out of that, you really learn to question everything. So for me, I came out of, out of that and then came into this society and I was sort of like, why is it best to be like really rich? Like, why is it best to be like, I, I really kind of realized that it was almost like society and it's, um, like, I'm just going to say, you know, like the patriarchy, it's, mm. it's fascinating that now it's like, there's whole other rules that I needed to subscribe to mm. beauty standards, like mm. all of these other things mm. that I had never really thought about the cult of society. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, I, I think it's good to just question everything and really find for me what's right. Um, and I think that's been a gift. Mm. Okay. Great. Yeah. Hayden, anything for you? What was, what was the other? The regret. The regret. Yeah. I mean, I try not to live with regrets. I don't, I wouldn't say I have any regrets about being raised mm-hmm. in that. Um, Cause yeah, it does. It teaches you a lot of perspective. Sure. Um, and that life is life. Like you have to have perspective in life to really get through it. <laughs> yeah. You have to learn the hard. I think we all have to learn the yeah, hard way in some definitely. ways. Yeah. I mean, I was, I would say that the, the religion teaches you to be very judgmental 
And so if I look back and I'm like, oh, the judge, the judgments that I had, but I, but it wasn't really, I wouldn't say it's really my fault because, Mm. you know, it was so ingrained in me to have those judgments, but Mm -hmm. I don't like thinking that I, that I had those. Right. It it gives me hope too, for, you know, you meet some people and you think, wow, like, how could you ever think that way? And that person will never change, but like given the opportunity and the right, um, you know, the right heart condition and everything. I think a lot of people who hold a lot of really bad ideas about others can, given the opportunity, can really change yes. and become a better person. You know, yeah. I'd, you'd never lose, lose hope on on those nasty people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I believe in change. Yeah. I believe people do change and they can change. Yeah, And, and you guys are proof of that. Um, yeah. <laughs> now, the other thing I was thinking of while you were talking there is, uh, that experience, of course, shaped who you are to some degree and probably has helped you in terms of what you are bringing through your music uh, to the world. Yes, mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. And the other thing I was wondering about is this. How do you think this would have rolled out had you not met each other and and mm-hmm. had that ability to to move forward together because it, it really was you guys were very fortunate to find each other and and find the the similarities and the things that you you uh, were, were doing and thinking at the time together yeah. correct it was faded yeah i wouldn't i, I wouldn't be here today 100 percent. i wouldn't be alive today if it wasn't for jaylee and like the the um we're soulmates like yeah we've we've been there for each other through such like the darkest times in our lives and we've, we've been a support for each other. We've been there unconditionally, mm-hmm. no matter what. And it doesn't even matter if him, like if Hayden and I one day were like, you know, we don't love each other in that way anymore. We'd still be there for each other. Yeah. There is no conditions. I don't care what you do. You like, I'm always going to be here for you. And Likewise. that's what it's been like from the beginning. And so mm-hmm. when you say like, you know, lucky, like it, I don't know if you use that word, but I feel so lucky mm-hmm. to have met him. I feel like it, it was faded. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Well, thank you both for that. I really appreciate uh, you thank sharing you. that. Of course, thanks. <laughs> and, and and you know that leads us into uh, if if somebody's listening and wondering who 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 are they talking to? What are they talking about? <laughs> well, we're talking to Hayden and Jaylee Wolf of uh, Once a Tree, but we're specifically supposed to be talking with uh, Jaylee about her new song, the single that she's come out with, and we are going to do that. But you know, uh, if you're an Element FM listener, you will definitely hear uh, Once a Tree on. Element FM, and I guess uh, Rush is probably one of the songs we hear quite a bit these days. Nice. Cool. Um, and you guys just had, you know, for people that want to check you guys out, you, you can be found online, right? You've got the onceatree.com website. Uh, yes. You can, you're on, you're on YouTube. You've got all these connections. People can look you up and find you all over the place. And, and uh, of course, purchase uh, your, your uh, wares and your music as well. Yes, exactly. He said it perfectly. <laughs> and is there specific areas uh, of the social media that you want to mention to send people to at all? Uh, we have all social media. So whatever whatever you use, if you want to connect with us, we, we've probably got, yeah, Once a Tree. And then our personals are just our names, mm-hmm. Jaylee Wolf and Hayden Wolf. Okay. Definitely follow Jaylee on TikTok to see her viral <laughs> cat video. <laughs> 
Okay. All I posted right. a, I posted a video of my grandfather's cat fortress when I was back in BC. Mm-hmm. He was never um, in the religion and he's always been kind of a goof. And I went back there and filmed this thing just, you know, thinking it, this is so funny. It's this crazy cat fortress and it went viral. So all the work on our music and she posts a cat video and 6.8 million <laughs> views later. <laughs> yeah. It's that kind of a world. It is. (laughs) And you are listening to Element FM in Toronto and Ottawa, and this is Moment of Truth. I'm your host, David Moses. My guests on the show are Hayden and Jaylee Wolf, and we're talking to them about their music, and we're now going to start talking about the newest song that has been released along with the video. Do you want to tell us a little bit about um, why you felt this was the right time to tell this story? Sure. So... I have been trying to heal my relationship with my biological father. And when I really started to work on this solo project, um, basically it was about a year ago, I really started to write songs for it. And um, I was just sitting there and I thought, you know, there's something I need to get off my chest. And my, my um, biological father, he like, he's, he calls me and he's very okay with me sharing this, but um, he calls me when he's drunk a lot. And uh. I would just tape him and I would just like record it whenever I was like in the studio, I would just record it. And I'd be like, you know, I just want you to hear yourself. Um, (laughs) But this one particular day he called me and it was so healing. And I remember thinking, I'm going to put this in a song and I'm going to write a song around it. I'm going to, I'm going to tell the story of um, what has happened to him and how it's affected me. Um, And I just thought it was a really important story and Mm. it just came out. It just, it was so cathartic. It was so healing for me to write it. And he shared with me that like my dad is, said it's it's been very healing for him too Mm. and that's what it's about you know i'm really happy i did it yeah thank you okay now i know who the voice is that we hear in the beginning (laughs) of the song that's great yeah thank you and you know there is something very gentle in that voice right yeah it it is is. gentle yeah it really is something beautiful and gentle in that conversation you're having with them so i appreciate that now we should probably tell people a little bit more about why you wanted to share this story and why this is important and and why your your father is a is a a key focal of this story and that is because of your own background part of that background is anishinaabe and cree yeah, so the song's called Child of the Government. It's about my dad being a part of the 60s scoop, which um, from the 1950s into the 1990s, the Canadian government and the Catholic Church um, are responsible for taking over 20,000 Indigenous babies and children Mm. and they were either put into foster care or they were adopted out into non-indigenous homes um some accounts of children even being sold Mm. and so my dad was one of these children um and on his adoption papers his identity was changed his ethnicity was changed they Mm. said that he was not eligible for um, indian status uh, which is a lie Mm. and so he went through his life not knowing who he was. And I went through, you know, my upbringing, not knowing that I was indigenous Mm. until he found his biological family. Mm. And then I found, you know, him. And then I got to meet all of my indigenous family up north. So it's been this, the last couple of years has just been me trying to reclaim. And it just went, the writing the song, like I said, was so cathartic. I also went up north and met my family. Um, so it's just been a really healing couple of years. Mm. And I thought, what, you know, like I have to talk about it. And it's, it's like a cry. Sometimes you need to get that out. Mm. 
Mm. Um, so yeah, it was really important for me to write it. And like I said, it, I think it's brought me and my dad closer and it's been healing for him too. So I think healing for a lot of others too. Yeah. The messages yeah. that I've been getting after I put the song out have been, wow. Like yeah. people sharing their experiences. It's, yeah. it is not, you know, uh, it's just, it's sad. It, there's so many of us just working on, we're all working on reclamation yeah. indigenous people because of what has happened. Child of the government by Jaylee Wolf, her first debut single. The song itself is very strong. You know, there's something, what you said there in the last couple of years, you've been discovering this. And I think that because that is so fresh with you, there's something that is that is captured in the song from that experience because it is so new as well. Uh, Hayden, I want to ask you about the production side of this. Mm-hmm. Because it, it certainly is right up there with the lyrics and the video um, and this whole story that is coming out through the song. Yeah, I definitely didn't want to 
um, like overpower the lyrics or anything. So I mm. wanted those to be at the forefront because mm. it is such an important story to like take in, you know, right. and having that more instrumental chorus where it just kind of opens up and lets go and like all that energy and all that power just released. And you listen to what I wanted to like. Yeah, you. like Shaylee was very, very um, incorporated in like the whole process with right. me of like building it out. But that's right. why I love working with Hayden because I have worked with other producers and it with him, it's like, I can say anything. I don't have to feel, I mean, obviously we have a very special connection, but <laughs> I, I can say anything about what I want in my art and mm. he just takes it and runs with it. Right. Yeah, and I wanted this project to be so like every piece of it that in the production side, like having her very involved in it was really important so that her pure like vision could be expressed you know mm -hmm. because it is a lot darker than our once a tree stuff it is a lot more mm -hmm. like the stuff that i'm talking about you not just in the song but the songs to come too with the mm -hmm. rest of the project it mm -hmm. there are a lot of like darker themes and that was something i needed to express so like mm -hmm. him as a producer was just i mean no-brainer <laughs> <laughs> um, but there is that darkness shows up but it's it's very powerful. It's done in a Thank very you. powerful way um, that, that just backs up the message that is being brought forward from the song. Thank you. I think yeah, darkness cool. is powerful. That's mm -hmm. sort of like how I view it. I feel like it's so necessary. You cannot have the light without the darkness. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I've always taken power in the fact that like my trauma, even I, I take power in it. I think that I am who I am because of it, mm. not, not in spite of it, not despite mm. of it. Like it is, it's because, and, um, I know happiness now because I know all that mm. it, it's however low you, you go is, is how, as how high you can mm. soar, right. you know, as, as corny as it sounds, I, I really <laughs> do believe that you can take power in, in your darkness. Right. Hayden, you, you had mentioned earlier that it, had it not been for, for Jaylee, you wouldn't be here. And that darkness that you were going through, do you think you were able to somehow tap into that to, to find something to bring forward into, this, into the musicality and the production of this song? For sure, definitely. I mean, uh, my favorite music is like sad folk songs and like mm -hmm. dubstep. <laughs> <Right. laughs> it was a pretty crazy like spread, but um, yeah. I definitely find myself, you know, even in my own like little dabbling in like songwriting and everything where I tend to like talk about really sad things and, and um, angry things. And I think it's just a way for me to express that side of myself and it's very healing and therapeutic. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and now I wanted to ask you, I'm glad you mentioned that. I wanted to ask you, ask you guys about musical influences. Who are, who are you influenced by? Who do you guys listen to when you're? We're, we're both going to say the same person, are we? Like Connor Oberst. Like we're yep. like as a song <laughs> as a songwriter. Uh -huh. um, I think that there isn't a week that goes by that we don't just like take in his art, and we like we we listen to his music like yeah every week. Uh, it's mm. something that's been ongoing. Like I just I can never get enough of the way he right. tells stories. Hayden, the other thing I wanted to ask you about was. Are you yeah. working with any, any other artists at this point, or are you still just producing for yourselves? So I'm working with um, an artist named Boy Pape mm -hmm. a little bit here and there, mm -hmm. but um, mostly it's been pretty, I've been pretty just involved with Jaylee and getting her project going and all that. I think it's just because he's so busy. That yeah. It's like, yeah. It's like the, yeah, because we do a lot of all the video and photo stuff in-house too, so it's been, it's been a lot getting this project off the ground. 
your song, I think, is, is very timely. And I just want to say thanks for uh, bringing it forward. And we wish you all the best in the future. And great having you on the show, guys. Thank you so much, Thank David. Thank you, David. We love you guys. And they are the voices of Hayden and Jaylee Wolf from Once a Tree. We've been talking to them about all the great things they have going on, but also their latest song, which is, of course, by Jaylee, and that is Child of the Government. And it was a pleasure to have them on the show talking about that. That's this part of the show. Please don't go away. We'll be right back after the break with more right here on Moment of Truth. Back to Moment of Truth with David Moses. Element, Element, Element FM. Welcome back to Moment of Truth. I'm your host, David Moses. You're listening to Element FM in Toronto and Ottawa, 106.5 in Toronto, 95.7 in Ottawa. It is a pleasure to welcome to the show and welcome back to the show. I have with me Janet Rogers. She's here to talk about some pretty cool stuff that's happening in August, August 26th and 20, 25th and 26th, actually, uh, Ongoy Hallway Storytelling Festival. So it's a pleasure to have her here. Now, Now Janet was on the show a few months ago having to do with a, a new song that got uh, dropped by uh, Josh Miller, Solidarity, and uh, and they were both on talking about that, and it was a pleasure to have them both on. And uh, and Josh went on to, actually, uh, he was nominated in a number of categories. Now, I'm not sure, I haven't been able to follow that uh, uh, completely, Janet. Did he win an award for something? Yeah, he did. I, actually, it's so funny because I recently was uh, listening to your interview with one of the organizers of the Indigenous, the Summer Solstice Music in, yeah. uh, Indigenous Music Awards. And so that was really neat to kind of revisit um, mm. the planning, hearing hearing mm. this organization talk about the planning of that um, awards uh, ceremony. And and then, yeah, Josh actually won. Joshua Arden Miller won for Best Live Musical Performance. That's right. Which I thought he would win. Yeah. Um, and he did receive two nominations. And the other one was, um, I think, for radio single. Or, yeah. Oh, I could be wrong. But anyway, um, yes, that was the last time that we spoke. And so uh, we're talking about a, a different festival now. And so, you know, you could easily say I've got my hands in a few uh, projects <laughs> over here on Six Nations of the Grand River, which is, you know, always good to stay busy with really positive projects. Yeah. So thanks for making time you, for us to talk about this Oh, today. you bet. For sure. The other thing, of course, I guess that that is different, of course, because of COVID is this online presence that everyone has now as well. So I'm just wondering, will there be any online uh, presence from the festival? I know it's a two-day event that's going to be happening on Six Nations. That Yeah, that's right. So what we're planning to do, and we have yet to get confirmation, we're still in kind of the early uh, planning stages, even though this is taking place August uh, 25, 26. Uh, we still have to get some protocol uh, restriction confirmations in place. And But we are planning to live stream the panel sessions from the Grand River Room at the Six Nations Polytechnic, right. um, Six Nations campus. Mm-hmm. So we will have 
what that means is we'll invite the panelists to come on in to campus and and um, do the presentations from the school itself. Mm. But then the um, the sharing of of those panels and the festival itself is going to be through li- a live stream link. Cool. So uh, we're getting that all set up right now. And uh, yeah, thank goodness there are businesses and organizations that are in the know about how to do that in a good way <laughs> with some good sound and, mm. and you know, um, bringing people in from outside. We are, um, the festival itself is uh, really focused on celebrating and promoting the local voices in the literary realm here on Sex Nations and the surrounding area. But there are going to be a couple of instances where we want to bring people into the stream uh, from outside. So we really needed like that technical expertise to help mm-hmm. us do that in a good way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's I don't know if there's been any adjustments with um, on on how you do business there, David, uh, from the station. But um, this has been like, you know, everyone's climbing that learning curve together. Um, and But we do want to, you know, present in the best way possible to the viewers that join us for the festival online. Yeah, right. We'll talk more about the festival. But before we get there, Jen, I think you have some some of your own exciting news, don't you? You had some recently, some things you posted, I think, recently, residency uh, and some other things that are going on, yes, for yourself? Well, I mean, you know, I could go on and on about the <laughs> things that I'm involved in. There's a lot of things happening. And this summer, you know, you're just waiting for that time when when one project finishes and you can take a rest. But man, it's never ending, mm. it seems, which is, again, which is good. I'm not complaining. Very right. blessed in that way and very grateful. But um, yeah, uh, we're Received some uh, some good funding uh, to uh, go ahead with a web series idea that I had. And um, I think we spoke about that off air last time I saw you, David, in person. And that was a web series that is called Indians on the Airwaves. And it has to do with um, a struggling radio, native radio station. And uh, we're going to do a comedy series out of that. So I did get some funding uh, that we can go ahead and start production of that in the fall of this year. And um, go ahead and just kind of like uh, create a, a, a mini series, if you will, that will be the calling card to bring mm. to other broadcasters. Mm. So hopefully we'll see that um, come into being and shared in a, in a wider way uh, once we get the writing done and the filming done and all of that stuff. Um, it's very exciting to think about, you know, kind of moving um, as a writer myself, moving into yeah. a different kind of writing stream and uh, and being able to bring something out in a positive and, and a humorous way to the to the viewers. I've been, I don't know about you, but I've been watching the Rutherford Falls oh, yeah. series <laughs> yeah. on the Peacock. And yeah. um, I think this is that that's a really great, I, I'm going to call that a pioneer series for mm. what I'm attempting to do mm. because I'm learning a lot just by studying that series, right. you know, how, how they went about that and um, uh, the, how people are receiving that series. So anyways, that's, that's what's in the books in the future coming up in the future. Yes. Great. Well, you'll have to keep us, uh, you know, on board with what's going on with that so there might be something and you mentioned a writer and of course you did give me a copy of your your latest book and I wanted to have you back on to talk about the poetry and stuff that you did uh, in there as well so let's keep that in mind for a future date okay okay absolutely (laughs) so listen going back to this uh, storytelling festival as we mentioned it's going to be happening from August 25th to the 26th Uh, starts at 10 a.m. full days right right until 5.30 and um, just to give you a little bit more so Six Nations Polytechnic if people don't know it is on Six Nations it's on uh, fourth uh, uh, chiefs uh, fourth line 
and yeah, uh, right at the, yeah, pretty much at the corner of Fourth Line and uh, and Chiefswood, um, and uh, just down from the police station there, and and uh, so you, it's pretty easy to find. Nice campus, very open, lots of parking for people that want to p- participate or if they want to come and watch. Right? I mean, it's going to be open to audiences. Mm, I think we're good. I think again, the restrictions are going to be such where we're just going to offer the the viewers the online experience. Okay. And I just want to add that, you know, Polytech, um, Six Nations Polytechnic also just recently purchased the um, Brantford campus that yes. they operate out of. So this is, again, like there, it's, it's, it's upward and onward and very progressive um, school institute, if you yep. will. And um, I'm just really, really proud and pleased to be part of this storytelling festival. Like when, when um, Sarah General, who uh, is now, I, I want to give you her uh, the proper title because she's moved into a, in a, a bigger title here. And Sarah is now the vice president of academics mm. uh, over at Six Nations Polytech. And when she approached me in 2019 to uh, produce the storytelling, Ongwahoi Storytelling Festival, I was, you know, I was, I was like, you know, off my head. I thought, oh, this is so great. I'm so, this is right up my alley. I'm right. so excited about this. And then boom, you know, the COVID hit yeah. and like everybody else has got that story. And um, we had to put everything on hold for a year, which mm. was fine. I went on to do the writer in residence, e-residence at McMaster. And so that worked, and that worked out great. But now we're revisiting, you know, the planning of this festival. And um, it's an exciting time because I think the, the idea of bringing the panelists into to the school to do the presentations um, in an online format is again, it's, it's kind of inching our way back into normalcy, if you will, Mm -hmm. um, where, you know, we can actually have the panelists come in and it's not, everything is not on a, you know, small screen on a computer. Uh, We're able to see the panelists in, in person, but then we're doing the presentations online. So I think it's, it's a, it's a step forward out of the COVID Mm. funk Right. That we've all been experienced, yeah. But but the fact that you're going to be documenting these and 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 things and putting them online, then pe- they're going to be up there for people to go back and visit as well. Correct? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And again, like that'll just be a wonderful resource for educators. Yep. And for and for the indigenous anyone who is an indigenous literary literary enthusiast, um, because we're going to care, you know cover a lot of different um, topics that are pertinent to indigenous literary experiences now. Right. Now, one of the uh, things, of course, that you give an example of is, for instance, the uh, the creation story uh, as one right. of those things that that might be looked at in terms of terms of being retold, I think, over the, yeah. the two days. That- I mean, yeah, I think uh, first and foremost, we want to start with the Thanksgiving address, the mm. words that come before all, all else, yep. which is a part of our protocol. It's Haudenosaunee people. So we'll uh, open with that um, on the 24th, actually, the evening yep. before uh, the festival actually begins. And we have a keynote uh, address booked for that time as well. And then uh, we start day one with creation story panel. And um, just even being here um, uh, by myself, whoops, let me just uh, let that go. My Sorry, my phone is ringing. No worries. <laughs> I should have turned that off. It's an international call, so it's probably important. Um, Do you need to take it? Go to voice. No, no, no. Go to voicemail. Um, uh, So the creation story panel is the first one that we're going to start with. And I don't know about you, but ever since I've been back home, uh, you know, since 2019, I've attended sessions where I've heard 
all kinds of different versions of our creation oh, story. Yeah. You know, like mm. there's so many different versions. And every time you uh, sit down to listen to a different version, you're going to pick up other details and different ways in which it's told and other aspects of the story that, that I didn't like. For example, I didn't know that um, Sky Woman actually had a brother who um, who joins her as, during in her fall through the hole in the sky. And he's there to support her in terms of providing light uh, during her fall. So this was something that, you know, when I heard a, an, another version of Creation Story, that was something that really struck me. I thought, I've never heard that <laughs> detail before, you know. So um, so I think it's always, it's always really uh, valuable for uh, people, even though you think you know uh, that your, your creation story, it's, it's always valuable to listen again to different versions of the creation story and and just to kind of get get it in your bones get it in your blood the, the more you hear about it and hear hear it so mm. um, we provide that opportunity for the viewers to uh, check in with um, the creation stories that will be presented here that sounds great and yeah i've never heard of her having a brother I know. <laughs> I never heard that I one. Know. Oh, I got to check that one out for sure. You know, the other thing that comes to mind, which it goes right back to the Six Nations, and uh, is is of course the the story of the Creator's game lacrosse. Right. Yes. I mean, that's yes. A- there's, yeah, and there, you know, what a wonderful thing. Again, we are preserving these stories because there's new authors penning those stories, mm. and there's two young gentlemen um, who have. Uh, created the, oh. the uh, new lacrosse book. I know and the he, one you're talking yeah, about. Oh yeah, yeah. They, they, my big family. Yeah, and it's a story about lacrosse. And um, I, I'm just so so pleased to see that you know um, new writers are taking it upon themselves to either self publish or to go with the native the indigenous publishers that are out there. And um, these two gentlemen who wrote my big family the lacrosse book story uh, went with Turtleback Publishing, which is located right here on Six Nations, although they are part of the um, native, the Ontario Native Literacy Coalition. So this, again, this is kind of keeping it in-house and supporting the ecosystem of um, Indigenous literature, which is really, really important because it's a growing, it's a quickly, so rapidly expanding ecosystem that right. it's, it's almost hard to keep up with. I'm glad you brought up that book because I actually interviewed those guys. Nice. And, uh, and and the story of how that book even came about is really interesting because it wasn't, a, wasn't necessarily supposed to be a book uh, as they were bringing it forward. It was, uh, it was supposed to be a, an education tool uh, uh, for I think themselves and for other people in literacy, right. and and then this beautiful huge book ends up coming out yeah. of it, and it, it it's international. It, it, you know, it, they actually end up going international with this book, bringing in stories from right around the world, interviewing people and and people uh, uh, players from around the world. It's fabulous. It's a yeah. it's a wonderful book. Um, yeah, it's a he- hefty volume, and I'm really pleased. Like you know, those guys. We have yet to confirm them, and uh, mm. and uh, as our as part of our panel of uh, young and new authors right. but uh, hopefully they'll they'll confirm soon and yeah I look forward to hearing about the story of how that that book came to be right. and it's and again it's interesting when we enter into these um, cultural arenas we're oftentimes providing filling a void mm. that we didn't realize needed filling like mm. we're servicing a, a section of the literary market or communities that we didn't realize was lacking mm. do you know what I mean like um, uh, and, and I find that that happens in music as well. Like mm. the, when, when indigenous musicians uh, 
create new genres. I mean, you know, we're, we're realizing, oh, we, we didn't know that we kind of like needed that or missed that, you know, these hybrids and these <laughs> right. mixes and these, right. you know, um, uh, collaborations of, of right. genres. So anyways, I'm very, just very excited about everything that's happening in our culture right now. Now, the other thing about this two-day event you just touched on is music. Um, right. There's going to be some musical element to this. Yeah, we wanted to also help celebrate and promote the storytellers who work as musicians. Mm. Um, we recognize the part that they play in um, the storytelling ecosystem. And also, you know, for no other reason other than to kind of break up the the um, the chat. You know, we, we, we do want to learn from um, the discussions and the interviews that take place on the in the panels, but then to offer like this musical break throughout the day so people can stay tuned all day long if they want and then have these musical breaks. And it also gives us an opportunity to kind of reset the panels as people are coming into the Institute and leaving the Institute we can reset our um, the the panel setup as well, but also you know it's it's fun and we're going to have some um, giveaways of CDs from mm. the featured musicians uh, throughout our two days, and so it's another reason to kind of tune in and stay tuned in. Uh, speaking of the artists, do you have any idea who the artists might be at this point in time? The musicians, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we're going to start off with our first musical break is Lacey Hill. Oh, nice. And Great. Lacey Hill is an amazing singer, songwriter, oh, yeah. songstress, yep. I want to say, uh, who works in a kind of folk and roots genre and just makes these amazing original compositions yep. and her voice is like no other. Like, yep. you know, if you really like good quality, beautiful um, music, this Lacey is going to deliver it to you. And we record, we did her pre-record yesterday. Nice. And I can assure you that the acoustics in the um, Grand River Room at the Six Nations Polytechnic is just really, lends itself really beautifully to um, her style of singing. It's, nice. It's yeah, I can well imagine. Such, yeah. Yeah, warm, beautiful way. Yep. And then Joshua Miller, who oh, we yeah. mentioned earlier. So Joshua Arden Miller uh, came in he, He's offering his um, musical break, uh, doing singing some of a new song uh, that he's released recently, which is called "Feel Better." Mm-hmm. And again, his all of his stuff is original, and it's really amazing. Yeah. Uh, works in kind of like a blues and pop and rock genre. Um, really great stuff. We have little uh, bits of bluegrass by uh, with the Robin. Nice. Miracle here yeah. on Six Nations. Yeah, yeah. And like she's there, of course, bluegrass yeah. uh, ensemble. Mm-hmm. And their harmonies are so thick, you can't even cut it with a knife. Like yeah. they're just beautiful, they are. beautiful singing. And uh, really, if, you, if you're a bluegrass fan, and if you aren't, you will be when you hear them. It's <laughs> really accessible uh, bluegrass music. And then, of course, we wanted to um, help promote and celebrate a new uh, talent here from Six Nations, James Wilson, you yeah. know, you've probably heard of. Yep. You know? And this cat's just on his way up. Yeah. Like he's he's just amazing. Again, original tunes and he does some covers and he does them really well. Yep. Um, uh, coming at you with his acoustic guitar and his phenomenal vocals. Yeah. You know how it is, David. Like yep. people from Six Nations, you can't deny the talent, the musical yep. talent that's here. And we want to say, we, you know, again, we you can't deny the literary talent that's coming out of this yeah. um, community as well. Yeah. Well, you know, uh- like you said, there is a huge amount of talent, uh, both uh, past and present. You know, I, I see that, that you've listed some of those people and the storytellers that you have included for this that I'm guessing maybe referenced or their works might be referenced. You've got Pauline Johnson. I mean, the late Richard Green. 
you know, yeah. um, uh, George Beaver, right? Santi Smith, yeah. Shelley, Shelley Nero, right? And, and yeah. Phelan Johnson, who's, uh, of course, uh, doing the CBC thing now. Absolutely. You know, I, I in the two days, we weren't able to program all of the mm. sessions that we really wanted to. And so we're really hoping that this will be year one inaugural um, uh, year of the Storytelling Festival and that we'll be able to carry on into into the future mm. because there is so many more, you know, sessions that we could have programmed that we just couldn't fit in mm-hmm. um, to the two days. So, uh, but yeah, and and again, we're, we are um, celebrating and recognizing the page writers, people who mm-hmm. work in um, books and manuscripts, but also those who work off of the page, mm. um, such as, you know, the, um, the filmmakers. So we have a session um, of all Six Nations filmmakers. And all I needed to do was reach out to these people and they all got back to me within within about the hour, the same hour, and said, yeah, we want to be part of this. And, and so, again, I don't think that there's ever been a panel or a session where we saw where we could see all Six Nations filmmakers in one place. And this is going to be that panel. And so we get to hear about um, how they translate uh, scripts into film and um, what their processes are and just different aspects of, of being a storyteller in film. So who might they include? So that is going to include Shelley Nero, who <laughs> yeah. you mentioned, yeah. and John Elliott, who, again, is like his work has been celebrated and shown all over the festivals, um, locally and in it, internationally. Jesse Anthony, who has oh. just been like blowing the scene up, um, winning all kinds of awards. And she's a new member of the Directors Guild of Canada. Right, she comes right. in as a director and yeah. a, um, screen, a script writer, screenwriter. And um, Zoe Hopkins, who has oh, numerous, yeah, for sure. yeah, numerous numerous amount of films that have been circulating throughout the festivals and well-celebrated films yes. um, they are. So we've got a nice, well-rounded uh, group of filmmakers who are going to share their experiences as storytellers on film. Very nice. You're listening to Element FM in Toronto and Ottawa. This is Moment of Truth. I'm your host, David Moses. My guest is Janet Rogers. We're talking to her about the Ongwe Hongwe Storytelling Festival that is happening on August 25th and 26th with an opening on the Tuesday of the 24th at 6 p.m. That's happening at the Six Nations Polytechnic Building and School on the Six Nations of the Grand River Territory. This is going to be a virtual event, so it's going to be live-streamed, and it will be up after the event has finished, so that if you can't see it during the live-streaming, then it will be available. And, uh, Janet, will that remain up online, uh, you know, indefinitely, or...? I think we're going to figure out those details um, okay. as, you know, as the uh, festival comes, sure. you know, f- kind of more fully formed, but um, we'll let people know. And just to let you know, there will be registration, but that registration will be free Okay. and registration will be through Six Nations Polytechnic. So don't yeah. worry, you're going to see all of that information come across your news feeds in uh, real soon. Yeah. And, um, uh, and but like I said, it will be online, but we're going to ha- host yeah. our panelists on site. And you know the other nice thing about this being live streamed and online, of course, is that because we're talking, although we're talking about it taking place on Six Nations in, in the Grand River Territory, there are many Six Nation uh, people that live outside of the territory, right across the country, around the world, in fact. So right. uh, this yeah. is an opportunity for for people uh, that are uh, band members or people associated with the community that can, and, and they're far away, it's a chance for them to, to revisit home, so to speak. 
That's a really, really good point, David. Like I know when I was living away on the West Coast for 25 years, I would tune in to the online radio stations right. that had, you know, a, a live stream on yeah. the, off of the radio because I just wanted to get a hit of home. Yeah. You know, you just needed to get tune in and see what was happening. I wanted to find out what was happening in community. So right. I would like tune in that way. So this is like a, another way. Yeah, th- it's a really good point for um, Six Nations members who want to, I'm sure, you know, who want to be informed about who is mm. part of this writing this new writing community Mm -hmm. i want to call it a new writing community because we have been we have several writers who've just been doing their thing as writers independently Mm. kind of like separate from one another and this um festival the ongohoi storytelling festival gives us an opportunity to bring people in one in one place at one time Mm. and it's kind of like really exciting to see people come together in that way to realize oh my gosh the the amount of talent and the amount of um, content that has been produced and published from Six Nations writers could fill a library. Mm. And we do have we do have a Six Nations public library yeah. here um, that does have a lot of, you know, all all indigenous um, literature in it. And we are hosting um, Feather Miracle from the Six Nations public library on one of the um, panels. It's going to be an industry panel, okay. um, which is really it's really going to help us to understand the resources and the um uh, services that the Six Nations Public Library serves, but also as part of that panel is going to be um, people, the new owners at goodminds.com. Mm. And this is an all indigenous book distribution company. Did you say new did you say new owners? Things. Did you say, say new owners? Uh, so, yeah, they're new as of what, a couple of years ago they came in. Who's that? So this is um this is Achilles uh, Gentle and his mother um oh. Sandra Samate. Oh. And so they're from Treaty One territory. Okay. They're um Anishinaabe, uh no, are they Cree Cree people uh from uh, Treaty One and they came in and have breathed a lot of beautiful new mm. life into goodminds.com and they're gonna join us to let us know exactly what kind of uh, new business they're up to over there. That's like, great. It's wonderful. Yeah, it is because Good Minds is such a great resource. It really is. Like yeah. I love visiting goodminds.com yeah. in person. It's like mm-hmm. it's like going, you know, dying and going to Indigenous Book Heaven. It's like, <laughs> it's, like it's like you know, you can't. It's, it takes you a long time to to cruise those books. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then we've got a, a person who's going to join us again on the industry panel, um, a person who's joining us from the Indigenous Editors Association, Rhonda Chronic. Mm. And she's like she's the director of the Indigenous um, Editors Association, because people don't realize that, you know, when Indigenous writers go to publish, oftentimes they don't have access to Indigenous editors. And so she's going to be able to tell us about how um, to access those Indigenous editors and um, how they operate and so on and so forth. So I think that that's really going to be um, amazing. Cool. Sounds great. It all sounds wonderful. Congratulations on this. Uh, Just to give people a little more information, the festival hopes to inspire, inform, and celebrate Six Nations literacy, talents, and resources. And it's going to have uh, much to offer educators and new and established writers, as well as readers. Scheduled programmings are going to include memoir writing, poet, and spoken word artists, indigenous literary industry panel, and yes, let me say that again, and and indigenous Indigenous Literary Industry Panel, uh, young and new writers, children's authors, and that's very important as well, storytellers, 
in film, which you mentioned. It all sounds really great, plus those those inserts of musical talents from Six Nations. And you mentioned the opening. Um, is that going to be Rick that's doing that, Rick Montour? Or We're going to keep that a secret. Oh, okay. And that's, that's my way of saying we don't know yet. <laughs> Okay, but we'll get great. someone really good. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you will. No, no worries about that. Um, so uh, that's wonderful. We've talked, I think, a lot about uh, a lot of the things that are going to be going on throughout this whole uh, two-day event. So it's been a real pleasure, uh, Janet, having you on the show talking about this. I can't wait to uh, find out more about the other projects you're working on. Talk to you more about that as we get closer to the fall and uh, actually have uh, that information that we can share. So I look forward to having you back on the show to. Uh, to talk about these wonderful things that are coming forward. So, uh, Goa for taking the time to, to come on the show. Goa for, for making time so that we can uh, help to share this good news with everybody. Nyawa. Yeah, all right. And uh, you take care, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Okay, indeed. Thank you. Okay, Ona. Ona. That is Janet Rogers, and she has been telling me about the Ongwehongwe Storytelling Festival coming up on August 25th and 26th. You can find out more by going to the Six Nations Polytechnic website. That is where you can actually find a link to that and find out about registry. It is going to be free to register, so check that out. All right, that is our show for today. Thank you for listening. I'm your host, David Moses. We'll see you again tomorrow right here on Moment of Truth. This has been Moment of Truth with David Moses. Element. Element. Element FM.